Our fourth lesson this Christmas morning is in the Gospel of John, starting in chapter 1 in the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. In today's reading from John, some believe it was actually an early Christian hymn of the Incarnate Word. And that's because Christ in Incarnation is to be praised and to be sung. And it's appropriate then on this final reading for this Christmas day of Lesson and Carols then, with this hymn for the incarnate Word, Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel, there can be no better news than God is with us. And as we have traveled from Genesis in the Old Testament to John in the New and the prophecies and, and good news of Christ coming in between, we hear not only the reason why we needed Jesus, but that it was God's plan all along to not let us suffer in our sin, but to create us out of love and then redeem us out of that same love. Jesus' name, after all, is a Hebrew name. In Greek, it's in the form of Joshua, which whether it's in the long form Yehoshua or in the, or in the Hebrew form uh, you say, uh, oh, I didn't, there we go. In the Hebrew form, almost forgot my Hebrew there, uh, Yeshua. Either way, both words mean the same thing. Yahweh is our salvation. Jesus means that God saves us. And so from the beginning of eternity until now, we recall that Jesus is our salvation. Yahweh is our salvation. And Psalm 130 puts it this way. He Himself, Yahweh, will redeem Israel from all their sins. And now we are as part of that branch of Israel. We are grafted in by the grace of God with this good news. And so whether it's the story told in the Gospel of Matthew as Matthew emphasizes Jesus' kingship, or in the Gospel of Mark, as he emphasizes the servanthood of Jesus, or in the Gospel of Luke, as we read today, how he emphasizes the manhood or personhood of Jesus, or in the Gospel of John, who emphasizes his Godhood. Our response today and every day is worship. Mary's first response is we'll continue reading in the days and weeks ahead, was to worship as she pondered all these things in her heart. The angels, their response was to give glory to God in the highest. Even the shepherds came and worshipped Him. 
And so now to you and I on this Christmas day, we come worshiping God's mighty work. That's why for us at Faith Lutheran, while many of our sisters and brothers in Christ across the nation and even the world wrestled with whether or not after a beautiful Christmas Eve services, whether or not we should host worship again on Sunday morning, figuring folks would want to be nestled at home on Christmas Day. There was no question for us, with you faithful here gathered today, there was no question for you either. We would worship the Lord on Christmas Day. And we do that because God's promise is eternal God's promise that came from the very beginning of time, we now enjoy still today with the promise of God with us. And this promise, this Christmas promise, answers our deepest question. In fact, I'll even go so far on a limb as to say that there is no question that Jesus doesn't answer on Christmas Day. Don't believe me? Do you come with questions today? Do you come with heartache? Do you wonder if Jesus really is the answer? Well, God might be bigger than you think. There's a dialogue in one of C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia books where Aslan, the character for God, and Lucy interact Aslan says this, that's the lion representing God. He says, welcome, child. Aslan said, Lucy, you're, you're bigger. Well, that's because you're older, little one, answered he. Not because you're bigger, she said. He said, no, I'm not. But every year you grow, you'll find me bigger. You see, my hope this morning is, as you'll recall, as you come to Christmas, it's not just about remembering what kids get to open up on Christmas morning, although that's fun and exciting. It's realizing that as we come to this Christmas text, as we come to this Christmas promise, we'll realize God is bigger than we think. Not because He's getting bigger, but because as we grow in following Jesus, we'll realize how big God's love for us is, how expansive His promise is. How big is this light that the darkness cannot overcome? The star that lit the way for the shepherds to the manger that night is among billions and billions. Well, even more than that. Einstein believed that we can uh, scanned about with our largest telescopes at the time only one billionth of theoretical space. This means that there are probably something like 10 octillion. That's 26 zeros, I believe. That's, let me just paint the picture of just how big that is. That's if 1,000 thousands equals a million and a thousand millions equals a billion and a thousand quadrillions equals a quartillion and a thousand quartillions equals a sectillion and a thousand sectillions equals a septillion and a thousand septillions equals an octillion and there's ten octillion stars or so and Jesus created them all. There is no 
darkness that Christ's light can't overcome. This Jesus, whose name means to save us, Yahweh Himself saves us. God Himself saves us. He makes it personal. He comes from the manger to the cross to save us. This God who made all of those stars, this God that's that big, comes into the minutia of your life and mine and seeks to redeem us from our sin. And yes, answer our biggest questions. What questions does Christmas answer? Well, we can ask maybe one of the biggest. Does God exist? Well, Jesus puts on flesh and confirms that promise with the resurrection and the testimony that He is still alive. A testimony that still is preached and proclaimed now 2,000 years later. Not only with evidence in history, but the promised Holy Spirit now in our hearts. God with us. Jesus Himself. Yahweh Himself saves us. God exists. He shows up and shows that He does. Does God care about us? Does He care about our suffering and the brokenness that some of us are feeling on this Christmas day? The sign we get for that is a baby in a manger. A caring mother who wrapped Him in swaddling cloth. That was the sign of God's coming, Luke says. This humble God who understood the cold, understood the suffering of humanity, would suffer ultimately on the cross. He understands our pain. We have a God who loves us with a cross-shaped lens. We have a God who doesn't ignore our suffering, but who endured it and offers compassion for us in the midst of it. A God who says He is with us in our most troubled moments, as Psalm 46 reminds us. A God who says in Romans 8 that when we don't have words to pray, that the Holy Spirit will hear the cries of our hearts and intercede for us to the Heavenly Father. Does God care about us? Does He care about our brokenness, our suffering? He answers that with this tiny little baby. He answers that with the cross. Maybe another question in our pluralistic world today you might ask, well, well, with all of these world religions out there, all of these different holy days that we hear about, is, is Jesus really the only way? Well, here we just have to use a little logic. Would, would God th- go through the trouble of the incarnation of suffering and coming to the cross and dying if there was another way? He is the way, the truth, and the life, the Scripture says. There is no other way except through Him, Jesus Himself says. He is the way, to the Father. Christmas answers this question too. Maybe one that we might wrestle with, especially as we get caught up in the frenzy of the commercialization of Christmas, is is, is life even have any meaning anymore? Or is it just 
as we read in the Old Testament, meaningless. Do I have meaning in my own life? Does the author of Ecclesiastes have it right that it's all just vanities of vanities? Well, there's not just a period on that. The, the story continues from Ecclesiastes. That's true when it's, when it's wrapped around us. But God gives us a new vision on Christmas, a gift that lasts from now until eternity, a purpose for our lives that go beyond ourselves and into the world, a purpose that gets expressed in Christ's servant life, servanthood, servanthood like we've seen this morning from our ushers here on Christmas morning to our musicians, to our scripture readers, to some of you who've told me that you'll leave today and go serve the homeless at the Albuquerque Rescue Mission on this Christmas Day. To the moms who stayed up late and are getting up early to make breakfast and share this joyous day with their families. Yeah, we have servant hearts indeed because of what Christ has done. But that meaningless becomes meaningful when God comes into our hearts and gives to our daily vacation, vocation, purpose. And that purpose is the proclamation that Jesus saves, that Yahweh saves us, that those questions are answered. We can tell this good news to the world. We go, as we sung in the weeks leading up to this day, go tell it on the mountain. We go tell the world that Christ has come. And so you and I, we have a purpose and a meaning. Whatever our daily vocation is, whether it's mom or dad or co-worker or business person or grandma or aunt or uncle or friend, we are called to proclaim this good news. And in that Life finally has meaning, even in the small daily things of life and in the big moments, each one to the glory of God. The shepherds were the lowest in the social order. They did the most menial tasks. They stunk because they slept with the sheep. And most people considered them kind of weird since most of the time they would have most of their conversations with not other shepherds, but usually other sheep. And yet these lowest of the low in society were the first to tell the story of Jesus. The first evangelists. First to tell that peace had come. Peace with God. Peace in our hearts. And the possibility now, finally, after the brokenness of sin has come into the world, peace on earth. I hope we go away this morning pondering these words of the Gospel just as Mary did. With the questions being answered in no other name than Jesus. Yeshua. Joshua. 
Yahweh saves. Jesus saves. And praising God like the angels did. And telling the story like the first evangelist, the shepherds did. And remembering the promise of the Word made flesh. Jesus is the light of the world that no darkness can overcome.